0: Your Minnesota Timberwolves are still in first place. Welcome. You are tuned in to the coach and the culture podcast. And we are back in our podcast, YouTube home live from the dream shop. 3701 Fremont Avenue, North Minneapolis. I am coach Frank Centuali or coach Frank as I'm known, uh, JV coach and assistant coach over at Richfield High School. And I'm joined as always by my son, my partner in podcasting, uh newlywed and about to be new father and got a fresh hairdo. Mr. Lance Gardner, what's happening, Lance? What's up, man? Look, you
1: making me blush. <laughs> well, you know, that <laughs> hairstyle, you know, you like you can ready for one of your modeling photo shoots. Right. Um yeah I got a haircut for the first time in about 3 years so it feels good. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, bet your wife was like okay enough bro. Yeah before the baby shower I she for the first time ever she said well not the first time but the first time <laughs> I listened to her she said you need a haircut and I said uh, I guess I do. Welcome to married life. Yeah. Happy wife happy life. Yeah, yeah. Happy house happy spouse. Yeah,
0: something like that. <laughs> happy first place happy Timberwolves even though they came out of the All-Star break with Positive news, Mr. Mike Conley Mm -hmm. uh, signed a contract extension probably to end his career in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I can't really see him playing past the age of 38. Um, He's made plenty of money over his NBA career. He's been an all-star. The only thing he hasn't done is win a championship. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he feels like he can do that right here in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and company. So he decided to uh, re-up for two more years to hopefully end his career as a Minnesota. Minnesota Timberwolf. I, for one, am ecstatic about that. We've been wanting stability at the point guard position in this franchise for a really long time. We've seen, you know, fleeting. Uh, possibilities. Terrell Brandon was good until the ankle issues that he signed here and came here with finally caught up to him. Uh Sam Cassell had him on the verge of getting to the finals until he decided to do a big balls dance after a jump shot, and that ended that. And of course, you know the Stephon Marbury, Kevin Durant. I meant Kevin Kevin Garnett. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Saga, we all know how that ended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we've had, you know, the Ricky Rubio looked like he was on his way to being the, the engine that could. And then he blew out a knee in his yeah. first season and never quite fulfilled the promise that, uh, he had. Of course, we passed up on Steph Curry. We don't need to talk about that. Johnny Flynn, baby. Oh man. But finally, it seems like we have a point guard that, um, not only is functional, but is the perfect fit to lead this team. So I figured we start off the show saying congratulations to Mike. Conley and his family. You know, if you stick him around in Minnesota for three years, that makes you a true Minnesotan. You're gonna have to learn how to fish. Uh, you're gonna have to learn how to hang out on Lake Minnetonka. Uh, just keep him off the slopes, man. No, we don't skiing.
1: need Mike Conley at the age. She's going learning how to ski. They don't get to ski during the season
0: anyway, so we don't have to worry about that. Let's just keep him away from lutefisk. Don't let no
1: Scandinavians convince you to taste lutefisk, bro. <laughs> i've never done it but i'll take it i don't want to try it yeah um, no but no very very exciting uh for him for the wolves um and we got him at a at a, at a price that's manageable for a starting point guard um you know I, who knows next year or the following year at what point you know if he'll be our starting point guard or if, or if we'll find someone who's able to step into that role and he can come off the bench which is a great thing as well um, but just having someone that can mentor these young dudes we talk about the kids being the, you know the, the, the good and the bad all the time and so having someone that's committed that that they know is not going anywhere that they can buy into continuing to listen to and learn from um, is, a, is a really big deal um, so I'm, I'm very excited to have him. You know, me personally, I, I think he's given us more than I could have ever expected get, getting from him, um, at the age he's at and coming over here. Um, and, and I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad at the Wolves. We'll get into it. But for last night, making that man play 30 minutes. Wow. Well, I yeah. talked about it two weeks ago. Stop doing that. Stop making this man play 30 minutes in a game against the Brooklyn Nets get this man some rest okay well i I do have to say this as somebody who's gracefully aging Mm -hmm.
0: like fine wine Mm -hmm. you know bottles a little more robust (laughs) than them slender bottles i'm more like a a, like a fine champagne bottle at Mm -hmm. this stage of my life but i will say this um Yes, LeBron James is special, but I do think that we have to start to hold the narrative about what is an old or aging player in 2024. Um, The fact of the matter is dietary and nutrition knowledge, um, how guys are able to take care of their bodies. Uh, how guys are able to train um, and the knowledge that they're able to have at their resources, at their disposal, and how to take care of their body. Um, Yes, 36 is an aging point guard, 38, which is what he would be if he plays out his contract is old by basketball standards no matter what area you are playing in but being a 36 37 38 year old player in 2024 is not like being a 38 year old player in the 1990s or the 1980s mm-hmm. even the early 2000s there's just the guys that are committed and the guys that are serious-minded have all of the possibilities all of the potential in the world to take care of their bodies and and play at a high level mm-hmm. longer than you would expect. I I expected Mike Conley to be good when he came over here. Um I do think he's been better than than maybe any of us anticipated. Um but I just I I'm I don't want he hasn't been a player who's really had to deal with a major injury throughout his career. And I think as we look at guys playing longer and longer and playing still at a high level, we look at, you know, Steph Curry's dang near the same age as Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron James is obviously an anomaly in in all in all factions. Um, but you look at, you know, guys like Kevin Durant, you know, those guys, they're not quite ready to hand over the mantle to the young guys. And I think a lot of that has to do with you play the way you feel, you know. And and I think as long as these guys bo- take care of their bodies and their bodies feel good with all of the technology we have, Um, I think you're and then you take the physicality out of the NBA. You know, it's not like the NBA of the 80s. And I think you're going to see more guys playing at a really high level into their mid to late 30s as as we move through these, you know, next five to 10 years of the league, just because guys are able to take care of themselves.
1: I agree 100 percent. I I, I still think. If you, you get that, if, you can get, if you can get there, man, some rest, some rest <laughs> do that. Make it not about yourself. Lock in from the beginning, young men who have the ability to play 38 minutes a game at a full at a high level, so that you're not in these positions. Because we talked about it even a couple weeks ago before the All-Star break. Like Mike Conley's numbers, minutes were going down. Yeah, we've seen his numbers decreasing. We've seen his body getting a little tired. Like he, he was not the Mike Conley of the first twenty se- games of the season. He, he had
0: some. He had some games in which he looked like he was starting to hit a bit of a mm-hmm. wall.
1: And so, you know, and I, I spoke on it last week. Just towards the end of the year, I, I don't want to see him playing any more than thirty minutes in a game when you're playing teams that the Minnesota Timberwolves should be blowing out at this point of the year. Not saying it's going to happen every single night. But the majority of these games of teams that are under five hundred that aren't playing to for a whole lot, I know the Nets are in a race, but I mean they're in the East with a bunch of teams that aren't playing very well. Let's be realistic.
0: So, the fact that they're what, six, seven games under five hundred, they've lost, you know, they they come in uh having lost quite a few games uh in in a stretch. Um, yeah, it's a team you gotta handle business against. Right. But at the same time, the all-star break is kind of a restart for everybody um who teams that now have an identity, you know, at this point in time of the season, everybody has an identity and teams are starting to look at what does their maxed out potential look like. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and we're going to get back to the Brooklyn game. But as it relates to the Mike Conley conversation, that's why they brought in Monte Morris and we Monte Morris. And we didn't talk a lot about that on the on the podcast before the all star break about that acquisition. Um, But I think you're going to start to see him, you know, get more of those minutes um as we move forward here as he gets into better shape uh mm-hmm. coming off of his injury and gets better acclimated and hopefully that can buy mike some rest there was a lineup out there and i don't want to get ahead of ourselves and get too much into the to the um brooklyn game because we're going to talk about it later in the podcast but there was a lineup out there where it was essentially ant <clears throat> Jaden, kyle cat and nas So there's no point guard on the floor, Mm -hmm. unless you want to consider Kyle the point guard in that scenario. So uh, Chris Finch got creative. He's getting creative. Um, Teams are starting to attack Mike with big guards. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to talk about Milwaukee next. And you saw that uh, in the Milwaukee game. And so I do think Chris Finch is he understands that. And I think this is why Kyle was so important. He understands that there's going to be times in the playoffs where Mike can't be on the floor. And, and so, and perhaps Monte can't be on the floor because he's not much bigger. And so then it becomes, okay, when you can't have either one of those guys on the floor because you're going against a LA Clippers team with Harden and Westbrook in, in the playoffs, they're going to mm-hmm. pinpoint that kindly matchup and take advantage of the small guy. Um, even, a Oklahoma City team now with Shea playing the point, whether you got Gordon Hayward on the floor with them um, or they just go big in their backcourt, uh, which they are kind of big in their backcourt. They're small in the frontcourt, but big in their backcourt. Um, you know, they're going to have to have answers for that. Uh, But I do agree with you that Mike being able to run offense down the stretch of games and not having played 30 minutes before he has to do it, I think is going to be critical for their playoff chances. Let's backtrack a little bit. I mainly wanted to start off the show by saying congratulations to Mike Conley. You are truly Minnesota Mike now. Uh, Welcome to Minnesota. Hopefully you like the summers. You get to play basketball and travel all winter, but uh, hopefully you and your family like the summers and you're going to be here for a while. So Settle in. Settle in, bro. Settle in. Let's get to talking to, you know, we had a, a, a two-game week, and uh, they started off coming out of the All-Star break with Milwaukee, a, a game in which I think I, I tweeted out on X that this was going to be a good litmus test, uh, not only because you had a sense that now Doc Rivers was going to have, have had the opportunity to really um, – Work with his players. You know, when Doc Rivers got hired, they were on a long road trip. They come off of that road trip. The first time they played in Milwaukee, uh, Dame Lillard did not play. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves kind of took them behind the woodshed coming off of a loss at Chicago that the Timberwolves had to be, you know, really looking to try to get that taste out of their mouth. You knew that Milwaukee was going to come into this game and start to ratchet up and give it that first round, at least playoff uh, type of effort. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to see how the wolves were going to respond, uh, how they were going to come out of the all-star break especially the kids, especially Ant, what was his mentality going to be? Because he said some things during the course of the All-Star break in his press conferences that um, made me believe that he didn't quite grasp the sense of urgency that you needed to have coming out of this all-star break. He talked a lot about the all-star break being a break and talked a lot about it being time off and not really wanting to play because it was me and he wanted to rest. And he sounded very much like a 22 year old kid that, uh, was looking forward to a vacation in the middle of, uh, you know, his, his most important part of his work year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Shay Gillis Alexander tweeted out on his, uh, feed, on his, uh, feed, something to the extent of who needs time off or who needs a break second isn't good enough. And when I saw that, I was like, given all the back and forth and the comparisons between him and Ant, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a sub. That's a subliminal shot at Ant. That's what I felt like when I read that. Like, yeah, while, while, while some of us think it's okay to take a break and be resting on their laurels, I got big things in mind. I'm back in the lab. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, very quickly, Oklahoma City made up the gap. Um, by winning a tough game against, I believe it was Denver, was it they played, coming out of the break? Somebody coming out of the break. Uh, no, it was Clippers I think it was coming out of the break. They took the Clippers yeah. behind the woodshed and then they beat up on the Wizards, which who's not going to beat up on the Wizards at this point in time but they handled business against the Clippers Um and I think that from a leadership standpoint Shay's tweet was a statement, not only I felt like a subliminal message to Ant but also to his team, like as your leader, follow me. And I didn't get that same sense from Ant. And, and so I wanted to see how they were going to come out against Milwaukee. And it looked like their leader was still on vacation. Yeah. He started the game five for 20. There You have it. (laughs) And and on top of that, just didn't seem to be taking good shots. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't seem to be locked in. Um, And then, and then his his partner, uh, his road dog. His road dog had two points and one rebound and one rebound in twenty four minutes. Speaking of Jaden McDaniels, and we have been talking at nauseum for about the last four or five episodes. Excuse me, it's the kids, and I think that the Milwaukee game, more than any other game, spells it out. It's the kids. You know, Cat has been extremely consistent lately, even on games where he's not shot the ball great, which is far and few between. His energy level, his effort level, and his intentionality has been very consistent. Rudy has been consistent pretty much all year long. That doesn't mean he's played great every game, but his energy level, his intentionality has been consistent. You know what you're going to get out of Mike. Mike's had some duds. We talked about that before the All Star break. He had some horrible shooting nights, but you can never really question whether or not Mike's intentionality is there. Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards, sometimes you have to question their intentionality. And when the kids play well, the Wolves usually win when the kids don't play well, they don't win. And, um, I, I said after the Milwaukee game, while everybody was kind of talking about what went wrong or their energy level, or this, that, and other thing I said, Anthony Edwards played like trash mm-hmm. and people are going to look at those three late threes that he made to kind of give them a chance. Um, and they're gonna, and, you know, they're gonna look at the scoring totals. They're not gonna look at the inefficiency, and you know, the casuals. What do you mean, Ant played like trash? Probably the most important play in that comeback was when they switch Rudy on the Dame. Dame goes to the basket. Ants Garden Giannis. Rudy makes Dame take a really tough, one-handed, high-off-the-glass layup attempt. And you know how I feel about boxing out as a coach. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that my blood pressure boils when I see players just saunter into the paint and stand there and look up in the air and wait for a ball to come down. And Ant did exactly that. He literally walked. He didn't even look. At Giannis, who was out on the Mm three-point line, at crunch time with a minute to go in the game on a possession that you have to have a stop. You need a stop. You need a score. You need a stop. You need a score. He makes no attempt to have a sense of urgency on boxing out the former MVP, the finals MVP, who you know because of how Milwaukee has played that game all night long is determined that they are not going to lose this game. Yep. And Giannis goes in and gets fouled on a put-back attempt because Jaden, of all people, tried to come over last minute and get a body on him much too late. Um, I think Giannis only made one of the two free throws, but it's the difference between you get a rebound if you box him out and a run out, and you got a chance to cut the lead to four or three versus now
1: you're taking the ball out of bounds down seven. Yeah. No, it's – Ant, Ant came out flat. Ant didn't do any anything that was substantial until those last three minutes of that game, and then what did he do? He locked in. What my oh, it's amazing what happens. He made shots because he did
0: focus better. You're right. absolutely right. That was he, the funny thing is he made shots because if you look at all his threes before that time, they were very casual. There was no legs. There was no arc. It was line drives. It was flat. And then all of a sudden. He's got bounce and the ball and he's
1: bouncing up off the floor and shooting shots and lo and behold, they're going in. So when I, when I say locked in, because he hadn't been locked in that entire game, yes. right, you're locked in, but you're when, when, when you start a game locked in and you're playing that way, you don't miss a beat, right? When you're not locked in and then you get locked in, you're now, you're, you might make a couple shots like you stated, but you're not, you're not subconsciously doing the things that need you're to gonna be done. You're going to have lapses right? like not boxing out in crunch time. Exactly. <laughs> it's so as that. When, when you start that way by that, you know, you're, it's just how you're operating. You don't need to think to go box out somebody, right? right? right. You, you, don't, just, you don't need to put yourself in the mindset of, yes. okay, now I need to do all these things. You're yes. already doing them subconsciously because yes. you're playing the game. So when I say he locked in, he did lock in. He he said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like we're down, and I'm gonna try to bring us back." No, Cat got him going. Cat got because Cat decided at the start of the fourth quarter.
0: Cat decided we're not going out like this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, Cat I think played. Pretty doggone well throughout the game, but he caught a heater mm-hmm. from three, including one in which I don't know if I've ever seen him get a shot off faster. On the wing. Oh my goodness, man, that was Curry like, man. That thing barely touched his hands and it was up. Yeah. And I'm like, man, we can't, we can, more of that, please. Can, right. can you, can you, can waiter, can you bring me more of that
1: <laughs> from Carl Anthony Towns? Um. So the last three minutes, Anthony Edwards finally checked into the basketball game. Um. But Jaden McDaniels, we've we've said it. T- Time and time and time again, he is the X factor. <laughs> so even, even you know, unfortunately Ant wasn't locked in. If Jaden McDaniels still puts up his numbers, we, 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 we have win. a good enough team to where we can pick up one player, even yep. if it's Anthony Edwards. Even if yep. it's our best player, yes. our team is good enough overall that we can pick him up, right? But when you don't have Jaden McDaniels or Anthony Edwards and more so even Jaden McDaniels because he is truly the X factor, the Timberwolves are never in a good place. I mean, two points, one rebound in 24 minutes.
0: Very rarely can you win an NBA game, especially against a high-quality opponent, uh, a contender. Um, somebody argued with me about whether Milwaukee was a contender in the East, and sometimes I just don't even bother with people, and I'm just like, oh, okay, holler at me, come playoff mm-hmm. time. But but it's hard to win a game when one of your starting wings, which is the premier positions in the NBA, mm-hmm. gives you two points and one rebound. It's just, you, it's just hard to win a game that way. And and, and the fact that they were in the game Uh, has a lot to do with Nikhil Alexander-Walker playing that three spot for Jaden coming off the bench and giving you 13 points in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we talked about it in previous podcasts. Because Jaden is often guarding guys that no matter how good your defense is, you're not going to shut them down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You're not going to shut down Dame Lillard. You're just not. He's going to find ways to get his. And so you have to – you can play great defense, but you have to cancel some of that out. Mm -hmm. We don't expect Jaden McDaniels to put up the offensive numbers that Dame. That's not – he has a different role. But you have to cancel some of that out. So if Dame's going to give you 28, you got to get 15. Mm -hmm. And then you hope Ant wins his matchup and Cat wins his matchup by big numbers. And, you know, Nikhil obviously was good in his matchup. You got to cancel some of that out and we talk about it all the time if Jaden McDaniels gives you 15 points you're going to score 118 119 points a game mm-hmm. you're winning that game if Jaden McDaniels gives you 10 points in this game you win by by 3 if he gives you 14 points you win by 7 and it's just it's and finally on on Twitter on X everybody was kind of jumping down his throat mm-hmm. after the Milwaukee game. And I'm just like, well, why don't y'all listen to the coach and the culture podcast more because we've been on this, we've been on this train for months. We actually started off in our season preview saying the X factor for the Timberwolves to be a contender is Ken Jane McDaniels give you five rebounds a game, because if he's getting five rebounds a game, that means he's engaged in the game mm-hmm. where points are going to come automatically automatically. They're gonna. They're just. But if you get five rebounds a game, if you get one offensive rebound and a putback a game, there's your two. There's two points right there. You get two offensive rebounds and a putback. There's four points. But if you get three defensive rebounds, he's a rip and run type of guy. You don't expect Jaden McDaniels to get a rebound and look for Mike Conley or Ant on an outlet. He's a single-handed fast break starter when he gets a rebound. If he's engaged enough to get five rebounds a game, that means he's gonna get to dribble the ball. He's gonna get to push the ball. He's gonna get the opportunity to make plays, and you just talked about it with Ant. When you're locked in and when you're focused, the ball finds the bottom of the net. Yep. And yep. so you know, all of these people talking about they need to run more plays for and this, that and the other thing, and we're going to get to it when we talk about the the, the um, Brooklyn game, but Chris Finch, without calling Jaden McDaniels out, essentially said what you and I have been saying for weeks now on this podcast, which is don't worry about your shot. Mm-hmm. You can do other things to contribute to winning if your shot's not falling. We don't have one trick ponies on this team. Everybody on this team is capable of impacting winning in ways outside of your shot. Right. You know, and quite honestly, we had last season, we had a a halftime locker room and which, our head coach basically walked in the half, halftime locker room and was like, I don't want to hear another word about your shot. I don't give a damn about your shot. What are you doing to help us win? Yeah. And that's the mindset Jaden McDaniels has got to get in. And I don't feel like he was in that mindset in the Milwaukee game.
1: He is He's, he's 50-50 in that mindset. You don't know which Jaden McDaniels you're going to get. Um, and, and Chris Finch, I don't, I'm not sure which interview it was, but he said that, um, he needs to wake up. Like he he said, he needs to wake up. He's 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 in a funk. He needs to wake up. He said, uh, you know, he said this after the after the net the, the Brooklyn game, um, and he said, you know, we'll hope that that comes over to when they play the Spurs. That comes transfers over to the next game. But talk about his fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. He needs to he needs to wake up. It's it seems like. Again, the Wolves have done a wonderful job of combating when things are low, they find a way to get it together and come back and yeah, play at a high dead. energy game. Yes. We have to find a way to do that on a more consistent basis because yeah. then that's not how you're going to win playoff basketball. It's right. got to be every single night. Yeah. Um and and I talked about it, you know, on last podcast where if he doesn't start to get it together, his numbers his minutes are going to decrease. Nas minutes are gonna go up and Nasreed's minutes are gonna go up and Jaden McDaniels, they're not gonna allow him to just go out there and just saunder around and oh, is Jaden gonna show up tonight? No, they're not they're not gonna allow that. And I really hope, I don't know what it's gonna be. We've talked about it a while back. Some people though are just not like that. Some people are like he's he's if he figures it out, like that kid is dumb talented. He can do anything you want on a basketball court, offensively or defensively. He can get to the basket. He can knock down shots. He can pull up at the mid-range. He can put you to back to the basket. He can do whatever it is that you want to do on the court. Um, but as I've said before, similarly to myself, I'm a very mellow and calm person, and it takes something to happen for me to get to that 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 anger point, that point where, okay, now I'm going to go out here and I'm going to dominate the basketball court. He looks very similar to that in my eyes, like something, somebody or something has to get him fired up on a regular, every single night basis. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if the fact that his minutes end up getting cut, that is going to fire him up. Um, but, you know, everyone talks about how his emotions never change. And that's that's just I feel like that's just who he is. And when he's fired up, when he's locked in, when he's intensified, he plays great basketball. When he's not, he's just standing out there and he's so it's, it's almost like he's trying to avoid the offensive end of the floor. And as long as in his head, he's playing great defense, then that's all he needs to do. But that's not the case. If they're trying to win a championship, he needs to be both ends of the ball, giving it everything that he's got. Well, right now he's the only player in the starting lineup that has a
0: negative, uh, overall differential. He's minus 1.9. Everybody else in the starting lineup is in the positives when it comes to on off. Um, mm-hmm. when they're on the floor versus when they're off the floor, how's what does the team do? Um, everybody else in the starting five is in the positive numbers. Um, Jade McDaniel is the only one that is in the negative numbers. Um, on his on-off differential. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about Jaden McDaniel's the last few weeks, but at the end of the day, when um when they have lost games and you start to piece it all together, it's the kids. Ant usually is going to find his way to have an impact on the mm-hmm. game, even on his worst days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Jaden's got to get to. He's got to find a way to have uh, an impact on the game. You know, y- if you're going to give them two points, you definitely can't only have one rebound. Right. Like, you got to do something else.
1: Yeah. Um, like, in all seriousness, what what are you doing? What like, are you contributing? What are you when contributing? You're on the court. You have one rebound and two points, right. and and five fouls. Like like seriously, it, what is it that what are you? Why are you even on the basketball court?
0: And you know, I think for 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 a while, the answer was okay. Let's run a play for him early in games, mm-hmm. and see if we can get him engaged early in games on the offensive end. Um, Chris Finch doesn't do that as much anymore, and I you know I, I'm not a mind reader, but I think. One of the reasons that they don't do that as much anymore is because yeah, if he hits a couple shots early, it definitely kickstarts him. But if you run a couple plays from early and he goes 0 for two, mm-hmm. then it, that tends to have the reverse effect. Yep. And so you know that's a risky proposition. And on top of that, like at some point in time, you have to look at the big picture as the team picture, and you have to stop making it about you. And you have to you know you have to figure out a way to get yourself going. You can't be counting on the coach to get you going mm-hmm. when you are a st- starting wing for the number one team in the Western conference that everybody is doubting, right? You know, nobody is giving the Timberwolves any respect as a number one seed. And if you're going to be the starting small forward on the number one team in the Western conference, you absolutely have to, um, you know, produce and kickstart yourself. And, and that leads us into, you know, the Brooklyn game. Uh, That was one of the uglier displays of basketball you'll ever see until the fourth quarter and what happened in the fourth quarter if you just want to put it really simply is the kids started to ball it's literally that simple you can break down you can you can break down plays and you can break down you know analytic numbers and yada yada look here as a coach We use stats in meetings to help our team understand what we need to be consistent at because when we do certain things consistently, we win. But the rest of that is for the analysts and it's for the fans and all of that. It's very, very simple. Anthony Edwards decided to show up and finally play basketball for the first time since the All-Star break. And Jaden McDaniels made one shot and it got him going. And then he made another one. And then he really got going. It's literally that simple. Yeah. And then he made one shot, and all of a sudden it gets him going on defense. Now, he also got benched in the third quarter. Like I said, maybe
1: that's the reason that he's going <laughs> to get that fire lit, because when your minutes start to drop and you see yourself sitting on the bench, that's never a good feeling.
0: Splinters in your ass is a great motivator. Man. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Let me do something to not have to be <laughs> sitting here. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's never – especially, especially – When your team is winning, man, and of course they don't have wooden benches anymore, (laughs) but y'all get the idea. (laughs) You you, you get the analogy. When you get benched and your team is still producing, it's a really bad feeling. Like when you get benched and you your team is dropping, like the, the the level of play is falling. You you okay? I'm good. Like my team needs me. But when your team, when, when Nas Reed or, or Nog goes in a game and they're flying around and they're making plays, it's never a good feeling. So gets benched, comes back in the fourth quarter, knocks down a couple shots, uh, big, big huge, timely shots. Again, they're in a position that they shouldn't even be in, though. They, there's no way that they should be fighting for a game in the last seven, eight minutes of a game with the Brooklyn Nets in the fourth quarter, forcing their point guard to be on the court longer than he needs to be. Um, and like you're saying, the kids... Got together, decided they wanted to play ball. Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, Rudy Gobert, um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Naz Reed. Every single person that gets key contributing minutes on this team, you at this point of the season, Carl Anthony Towns, you know what you're going to get. Case in point, Nikhil
0: Alexander-Walker last night, 0 for 5, 0 for 6 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3, does not score a point in his 21 minutes. But he gives you six rebounds in a block and two assists. Yep. And that's so,
1: the first time that, all year
0: that he's had a horrible shooting night. But I guess that's what we're trying to say is the difference between when you're engaged mm-hmm. and you're finding other ways to help your team win. I mean, six rebounds might be the fourth highest rebound total for Jaden McDaniels all season. Yeah. So, Nikhil comes off the bench and can't throw the ball into the ocean, but he finds a way to help impact the game. He gives you a block shot at 6'5". He gives you two assists in his 21 minutes, and he gives you six rebounds. He's not letting the fact that his shot didn't go in affect his impact on the basketball game. You know, Nas Reed struggled. Two for nine, 0 for five from three, two for four from the line. Horrible shooting night, only six points, but he gives you nine rebounds, and three block shots, yep. and you know, and so, and plays twenty seven minutes, and and obviously Rudy being out means there's more minutes for Nas, but my guess is even if Rudy had played, Nas is still going to play twenty one, twenty two minutes because even though he's struggling scoring and struggling to shoot the ball, he's giving you rebounding and he's giving you defense. Yep, and so,
1: and those know, are those are those are Nikhil Alexander Walker. Even if he doesn't score, Jaden McDaniels isn't scoring either, so it's not right. like Like, if he's not gonna give you the energy and you got to kill Alexander Walker, who's, yes, slightly smaller than him, but not, he's, he's a pest on the court. No matter what size you are, he's gonna give everything you've got and it's never gonna be easy. And those are the things, even though he's not making shots, if Jaden McDaniels is not making shots either, again. His minutes are going to drop. And this is, so for those of
0: you who like to say Jaden McDaniels is always guarding point of attack, how can you expect him to go get rebounds? He's always out by the perimeter. This is what I will ask you. When Nikhil Alexander-Walker comes into the game, who is he guarding? The best player. On point of attack. So how is that the Nikhil Alexander Walker at six foot five can go get six rebounds in 21 minutes. And Jaden McDaniels has two rebounds in 33 minutes. If they're both playing the same role on the defense for the team. Yep. Yeah, no, And it's- that's, and that's what I'm getting at with, with Jaden. And look, I agree with you. I think he has all the potential and all the talent in the world, but these narratives, these arguments, these excuses that oftentimes fans make for him, they just don't fly. And Chris Finch basically said last night, "This is not the time to be worried about your feelings." I got a mm-hmm. song. It's called "Fuck Your Feelings," and it's a rap song. Yes, I do that too. And Chris Finch is basically saying, "Fuck your feelings." We don't have time to be worried about your sensitivity and your feelings. We are playing for something as a collective that is greater than. Mm-hmm. And so, Jade McDaniel's has got to get out of his feelings and he's got to do whatever it takes to contribute toward winning. Forget about your shot, whether it's going in or not. Forget about how many shots that you are getting out of the offense. Go get shots for yourself then. Go offensive rebound to basketball. Make a basket cut at the right time. Uh, go get you a steal and a dunk. Mm-hmm. Find ways to impact the game. Get you a rip and run. Grab you a defensive rebound, push the ball up the floor, make a play. Find ways to impact the game. If you want to be on the floor, don't get out rebounded by a guy who is five inches shorter than you, who's mm-hmm. doing the same job as you when he comes into
1: the game. Yeah, yeah. Impact the game through energy and effort and motor. And one one thing that with Jaden McDaniels that we that we 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 do fail to realize is he's he's never he's showing us the potential, but he's never in his entire stint of being with the Wolves been that consistent player. Yes, but I will say this. He
0: wasn't a top five or top ten or top fifteen draft mm-hmm. pick. He was a surprise draft pick in the mid twenties right. coming out of college. the knock on him was maturity and emotional control. Mm-hmm. He's in his fourth year he's twenty three years old. Let's see how family how being a family man he's 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 going to be a father let's you know i i know I know we're beating on him right now, and he deserves it and you know as a coach I tell my players point blank you're playing like trash yeah you know like so let's fix that how do we fix that and you can't rush maturity that is a reality of life you can't rush somebody to grow up and mature before
1: they're ready to Um and that's what i'm getting at we have these expectations for him that we you know because we've seen what he's capable of it's easy for us like again personality might just play a part in this like we you can't change personality either like you could try to find ways to help find solutions for it um but we've never seen, you know, the, before he before he broke his wrist at the end of last year. He was playing pretty you consistent mean before he broke hand, his hand punching the wall. Yeah, his, before he broke punched the wall, um, he, we were seeing a little bit of his consistency, of really on the defensive end. But he, it seemed like he was giving good effort and, and intensity. Um, I will also say that Cat
0: missing 50 something games gave him a bigger role. Mm -hmm. And I think that had him more engaged Mm -hmm. in games because he had to play a bigger role on the offensive end of the floor. So I think that those two things I do think are connected. Mm -hmm. Um, How valued he feels on offense does, and that's any player, give, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of maybe Tony Allen, (laughs) right? Gives you a sense of, uh, value, you know, mm-hmm. it 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 your offense absolutely can boost your defense, mm-hmm. and so I think having a bigger role with Cat missing fifty five games did help Jaden's defense last year. And to your point, there was some consistency coming, mm-hmm. but the fact that he goes back and punches the wall still tells you, you know, what we already knew. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat on Jaden too much because I feel like we've been uh, we've been beat on him a lot this episode again, rightfully so. He did come through in the clutch against Brooklyn when they needed it most, but I want to say somebody who has started to evolve as we've watched him grow up and show more emotional control is Carl Anthony Towns.
1: Yeah, he's he's come a long way. I mean, we've we've talked about that all year long and if you go back to when we first in the preseason it was, all we said was if Carl Anthony Towns can get his emotions under control, he's going to unlock a new level of basketball.
0: And woo has like look, they're not they don't have a chance
1: to win that game last
0: night if it's not for Cat. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was good from start to finish
1: all season. Cat, Cat, Rudy, and Mike Conley have been the catalyst to them being first in the West. Anthony Edwards is a great basketball player, but he has so been very.
0: We can't discredit we because for as much as we get frustrated with Ant, his on off numbers lead the team. He's plus 10. Nobody's even close. Mm. He finds a way. He finds a way more often than not to make an impact on the game. He's not always locked in. We know that. He admitted that coming out of the all-star break, maybe that Milwaukee game, he wasn't in the condition that he needed to be to play in a game that brought that level of intensity. Mm. That was a frustrating admission to me. You could see it. So you kind of knew it. You could tell he looked like a player that took two, three days off
1: after the All-Star game, before, you know, and Rudy looked like a From player that he took his time off and went to Cabo because that boy was tan. <laughs> that boy was dark. But if you know Rudy, he was probably working out in Cabo. That boy was dark. Yeah, he might have he went said, to Cabo. No but all-star he... game for me. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, but beginning. knowing Rudy, his personal trainer probably went with him. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Because Rudy didn't look here. like he was out of shape. He was not here. Wherever he was, that man <laughs> See, was living in the best life. So even. you didn't That's get that like tan in Minnesota for five days. <laughs> I don't know. We've had some sunshine.
0: It's been 45. <laughs> You're not buying it.
1: <laughs> Look at me Yeah. Well, you've been getting sun since you came out the womb. You got sun for uh, generations. Yes. 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 But uh, no,
0: I, I, I think that, um, you know, the kids. What it all boils down to are the factor and Ant, I don't want to I don't want to discredit Ant. Yes, he has his lapses in focus, but if Ant isn't the leading scorer in the fashion that he's been, mm-hmm. they're not number 1. Now, Ant's lapses might be the reason why, you know, Ant's lapses and James' inconsistency one. are the difference between a half-game lead and a 6 or 7 game lead in the West. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, but I don't want to, you know. We we pick on the kids because when the wolves struggle, that's usually where you can point. Although there've been a couple of games where you go, if Mike doesn't go 0 oh for seven, you know, but that's like one game or right. two games, you know. Um,
1: I guess where I'm going with K has been the most cat, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gobert have been the most consistent players on this team. Absolutely, and they should be. At, at the end of the day, they
0: should be the most consistent players on the team. Cat's the highest-paid player on the team. Rudy's the second-highest-paid player on the team. And Mike is the oldest vet on the team. Mm -hmm. So they should be at the end of the day. And that's what Tim Connolly was doing when he brought in Rudy and then went and got Mike, was surrounding those kids and Cat, for that matter, because, you know, we haven't Mm -hmm. talked a lot about last night's game, but Cat's defense I thought was phenomenal last night. I mean, NBA players are going to score, but if Cat's not locking up – Brooklyn doesn't score 86 points. Right. You know, and Jaden Any, did do a great job bottom. against Mikael Bridges, so I got to give Jaden some credit on the work he did on Mikael Bridges. I thought Ant was solid on defense last night. I mean, obviously. And they held
1: him to 80. Uh, yes, they're very solid. Were they held him to eighty six points? They held him to 86 yeah, points.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so the defense was there. Now, scoring 101 points against a team as bad as Brooklyn, that's not, you know, that that also underscores Rudy's importance on the offensive end and right. the way that he gets guys open. But let's be honest: if Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels give you four quarters of that fourth quarter, that is a thirty-point blowout. It's not a fifteen-point win. It is a thirty-point blowout. Yep. And, and that's Conley what we're gets getting. To at. Sit on the bench. <laughs> and Mike Conley only plays twenty-two minutes, and he gets to rest him thirty-six-year-old knees. Um, so nonetheless, here. they go one and one. A disappointing loss to Milwaukee, not in the fact that they lost to Milwaukee, but that they never matched the intensity and the sense of urgency. Um, The third quarter was an atrocity, and uh, they just, and then at winning time, you just didn't feel like Ant and Jaden did the things necessary to win the game. On the flip side, Dame Lillard and Giannis showed you why they are Dame and Giannis. And that's what makes Milwaukee dangerous come playoff time once they get Middleton back. And what Dame did down the stretch of that game is what every team in the NBA fears come playoff time. Mm -hmm. If it's a close game, coming down the last three minutes of a fourth quarter, and they're going high screen game with Dame and Giannis, or they go drag screen, high drag with Lopez
1: and Giannis and Dame, how do you stop that? Right. Yeah, it's dangerous. And to add to your, your kind of disappointment in the way that they performed, I mean, that, again, comes to the maturity level because I knew that the Bucks were going to come out trying to light everybody Absolutely. Up. Like, they just Absolutely. went on a, on a stretch where they didn't, what, four, two for seven or something like that? Or two for Well, two they, for yeah, they lost two games in a row coming in. into the
0: break. They had been struggling coming into the break. They had dropped some places in the standings. Uh, they actually had lost quite a few games I in think, a row.
1: I'm saying, I think they were two for seven in their last nine yeah, games prior seven, to yeah. the All-Star break, somewhere yeah. in that range. And so... I I don't even I don't I don't play basketball no more and I'm not in the NBA but I knew that the the, the, the Bucks were going to come out with a fire under them and so and they finally I, had a chance to practice right and so they got you know they all of these things and you have you have this lack of intensity from from again your your star player your player that drives this team well, where he, he took some time off where he, again <laughs> lack of maturity he, he needed some rest uh, he took some vacation time and
0: probably and, didn't take his trainer with him.
1: The truth of the matter is there was only one game. So right. Hey, if we, if Anthony Edwards is going to be Anthony Edwards and we got to deal with him actually taking a break during the all-star break and we come back and and it a step. And he, stinks for, one, step, for, he stinks
0: for one game and then a half of the second game and then gets it together. Let's just get back let's on roll. track. Let's, go, let's, 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 just, let's get it moving. Let's, let's get, get it rolling. Let's get
1: back on track. Let the man get his little five days off to rest, eat some food, not really do a whole lot. It's deserved the way that these people put in their time and effort into the game of basketball. I understand it. I also know that mature players um that, like that I, did that I've watched. <laughs> um, they, they do like Shay did. They don't allow that because they understand how important each and every one of these games are. Right? Like you, you come out and you lackadaisical, and now um, you know the, you you set the Bucks on a on a on a run. Now, granted, they're in the East, so you won't have to see them in the playoffs. But you don't know what that catalyst is going to turn into. You don't know now how they view you next time they play you. All these things matter, and so it's more important than just you know, the one game, there's a lot of smaller things that can come out of that. Again, the Bucks are in the East. Had they been in the West, or had we been playing the Clippers, or had we played somebody that has, playoff, has seating contention for us, it could have been a whole other story. Well, and they might
0: have it, who knows if that doesn't change the approach as well. So, right. I mean, I, you also got to keep in mind, national TV game, Stephen A. Smith was in town. I mean, there, there's a lot going on around 9 o'clock start time. I don't think a 9 o'clock start time is is ideal for Anthony Edwards, um, who probably was up until 4 in the morning playing Call of Duty, who um, so, <laughs> Who knows who knows but nonetheless you know they they, they're still in first place the fact that they played as bad as they did against Milwaukee and only lost by five that says a lot and then Mm -hmm. the fact that they come back and they you know they handle business against Brooklyn maybe it was not as easy as we would have liked it to be but kudos to Carl Anthony Towns kudos to Ant who ends up Scoring 29 points on 23 shots. He ends up with eight rebounds, three assists. I mean, Mm -hmm. he he got it together. He only had one turnover. Cat only had two. They kept the turnovers relatively low. Jaden McDaniels had three turnovers. But, you know, part of why he got benched was, dude, you can't be turning the ball over if you're not going to score or or rebound. More turnovers than than rebounds. right? rebounds
1: (laughs) Right.
0: So, you know, but he hits two big threes in the fourth quarter um Ant gets it going they come away with the win they got a couple days to regroup uh they got some games coming up that they should win mm. uh we talked about it going into the break if they come out of this home stretch homestand six and one uh you know uh is it an eight game homestand seven seven game, seven game homestand if they come out of it six and one five and two at worst um, you know, that probably keeps you in first place as you get ready to go on the road. So, you know, let's, let's see how they build towards some tough opponents on the back half of this home stretch. Uh, Spurs and Grizzlies
1: and Kings in the next three games until and, we meet next.
0: And, and you, you think they should be on a three game winning streak going into the Kings game. We know, and, and they should probably feel a sense of urgency against Sacramento who came in here and kind of beat up on them in their only appearance here at Target Center. Mm-hmm. You don't want to set the precedent and have a team that you might see in the playoffs, a potential first-round opponent come in here and beat you twice in a regular season on your own home floor. You don't want to give them that confidence, so hopefully they'll have some sense of urgency there. And then I believe they have what the Clippers uh, come in uh, probably gonna be a Clippers team that's gonna have revenge on their mind because they've been embarrassed by the Wolves twice already this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can go into the Clippers game with a five and one homestand and uh and then and then four, hold home four home four court one, for uh, home hold home court again and finish the home stand six and one before you go on the road, you're in good shape. So we'll just have to see what happens, which leads us to, as we get ready to close this episode, concerning trends and hope it never ends. Hopefully you've had a little bit of time to think about uh, a few things you're concerned about. And if you, <laughs> I don't like the look on your face. That's that. I, I, that, 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 that's that look you used to give me when I asked you about something when you came in the house when you was in high school. And I said, so laugh. Where, 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 you said you was going to the gym, huh? And you give me that look like. <laughs> I think I was at the gym.
1: <laughs> was I at the gym? Um, sure, Dad. I was at the gym. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm. I've, I'm. I've, I've, to be honest, I, I didn't get to. Um, I didn't get to watch the Brooklyn game. Um, I just looking at the stats. I'm able to usually tell how the freaking game went. Um, and then just watching and, and hearing about the fact that they didn't win the game until the last five minutes. Well, no, um, they
0: they they went into the fourth quarter up to and then they put it away in the fourth quarter mainly uh i think brooklyn took a brief lead like at the like a 10 10 minute mark or 11 minute mark early in the fourth quarter 10 minute mark maybe um i know jaden's
1: threes were at like 7 minutes and 5 minutes. Yeah i'll
0: say so ant came back minutes. into the game right around the 8 minute mark and it was still fairly close and then jaden hit a three and then that got him going and ant right. hit a three and uh and, and jaden hit another one but it uh, but the bottom line is if it's not for cat they're not really in that game. Right. Kyle played extremely well. I just want to make a side note of the fact that for all the people that have been getting on Kyle, every time he has been entered into the starting lineup in spot duty, he has played extremely well. Um, so well, I,
1: we don't, we that's don't, why he's so important. I'm, I'm sure everyone listening probably watched the game, or, or but I didn't, so we don't need to make them recap. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, concerning trends and hoping never ends, um, I – I've I've watched enough. I've got I've got a, I've got a grasp on it. I was going to say, I've, the Lord has been blessing me with a lot of things in my life recently that are really bringing me joy and happiness, and so um, I've been a little distracted um, over the past few days. Yeah,
0: you got that little bundle of joy uh, cooking in the oven over
1: there. Yeah, that too. I'm, <laughs> I, she's been pregnant for what eight months now, seven and a half, almost eight months, and uh, over the past week, I told her, I said. Okay, now you're actually pregnant. Oh, so that's because you're starting to feel pregnant. Like, no, no, uh now, 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 now (laughs) Now you feel pregnant, so she's pregnant? (laughs) Nah, nah. The the switch has been officially flipped. (laughs) Yeah, for you. I bet she's been feeling pregnant
0: for seven and a half months. (laughs) Nah. So she's been all right. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, okay,
1: look here. Um, He's the young one. It's been flipped. She's pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm dealing with the pregnancy. So it's a lot. But no, outside of that, a lot of other good things as well. So spoken like the young one. Concerning trends. And yes. hope it never ends. Yes. Let Let's you do go that first. And get out of here.
0: All right. My concerning trends, we've been talking about all podcasts. Uh Jade McDaniels specifically, his inconsistency. And the fact that when he plays well, they win. When he doesn't play well, they don't. And he has not played well far too many times for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's concerning trend number one. Um, Right now, Rudy's ankle, they say it's nothing major. But the fact that Rudy had to miss a game, and I get that it's the second night on the back-to-back. But I did read a report that it looked pretty swollen after the game. Uh When you're 7'2 and 250, 60 pounds and probably wearing a size 17 shoe, that's not your average ankle injury. Ankles did, did tend roll, to bother yeah. big guys. Yeah, he came down on a foot against Milwaukee on Brooke sure. Lopez' foot. Ankle injuries tend to bother big guys longer. Uh, one of the things that has been why Rudy's been so good this year is his mobility. Mm-hmm. And so how long his mobility is affected, even if he's back on the floor, is something that's a little bit. Concerning, And then I got to go back, you know, even though they were better against Brooklyn, the turnovers, the inconsistency of the turnover game, it seemed like they had gotten a little bit of a handle on it right before the break. Then they come out of the break and commit five turnovers in the first quarter against Milwaukee. I think another five or six turnovers in the third quarter and a couple bad turnovers in the fourth quarter that kind of ruined their opportunity to come completely back. So, you know, the turnovers are going to be a concerning trend until they have a consistent month, month and a half long Maybe the rest of the season into the playoffs of showing that they can
1: uh, not turn the ball over um, at a high rate, especially in the big games. Okay, um, my concerning trends are. I agree with you on the Jaden McDaniels. He is an X factor, and so when he's not playing up to his abilities, it really affects the team. Um, the the lack of The lack of intensity that Anthony Edwards can show at times. I I would have loved. I mean, the Timberwolves went into the break on fire right there 100 averaging 122 points a game i believe over a four game stretch um i would have loved to see him i i'm waiting for that leader to come and and, and exude itself out of anthony edwards and him to mature i don't know when it's going to happen i understand he's only 22 years old um maybe 23 now well, oh he's, he's still 22 22 um but I know it's there and we all know it's there and we understand the difference when he's able to, to bring that out of him on a regular basis. So, um, just the, the lack of, the lack of urgency, um, and, and intensity that that can be portrayed throughout the, the really the kids. Um, and then, uh, the third one, um, I'm just going to go with the fact of, um, I don't. I don't like them being close in games that they should be winning, um, and that kind of goes into the intensity. But it just. It just seems like, you know, the the Blazers game that, but back to back, they beat them 128 to 91 and 121 to 109, and the Clippers before that they won by you know, twelve, nineteen points. So those those games, when the Timberwolves are doing that. They're 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 playing the basketball that they need to play. When they're playing down to their opponent's level, it's never a good look. So um, I I want them to end to end the year in first place. They're going to have to do more of that, um, playing from start to finish, blowing teams out, um, and and getting those wins that they need to get. So beat then, the bad teams
0: exactly. and beat them handily and beat them early. Yeah. Uh, hope it never ends. Be really quick. Uh, first, hope it never ends. Colin Anthony Towns' consistency, uh, leading by example, and his three-point shooting—his three-point shooting volume. Um, give me more of them quick-trigger threes from Cat. Let's knock. Let's get him up. Knock him down. So. Um, Carl Anthony towns, my first hope it never ends them being in first place. I hope it never ends. Um, I know Oklahoma city's hot on the trails. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Clippers are hot on the trails, Denver, they have two games on the second night of back to backs before the season is over Mm -hmm. against Denver. Uh, so, you know, I hope they can finish this season in first place. I hope that never ends. And, um, the third hope it never ends. Um, The Timberwolves are one of the better shooting teams in the league, and I would like to see uh, them continue to shoot the ball extremely well. If they can clean up the turnovers and get Jaden McDaniel producing and continue shooting the ball the way that they have throughout the course of the season, uh, the Brooklyn game notwithstanding, (laughs) um, then I think that that gives them a really good chance with the defense they play. So those are my three hope it never ends.
1: Okay. Um, I hope that – I'm gonna say Carl Anthony Towns as well, not just his shooting, but just his overall Demeal. the way that he is mm-hmm. playing basketball right now is at a <laughs> I opened up ESPN and now granted there was only six games that got played last night, but I opened up ESPN and the first video that popped up was his dunk over Nick Claxton. Yep. Right? And, and what, what you missed was there was a play down there was a play
0: beforehand in which it looked like he got fouled pretty good. The ref didn't call it, or they called an offensive foul on him. Actually, they called an offensive foul on him. The defensive guy held him, and then he ripped through to because the defensive guy was holding him, and then they called him for the offensive foul, and so he came down the next trip and just dunked on his head.
1: <laughs> um, well, I, I say the ESPN part because it I, I don't dare say it, but, and again, there's only six games that got played, so take this with a grain of salt, but he got put on the front center of ESPN. That doesn't happen. Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards has made it a couple times. Colin Eddie Towns has never been front center of ESPN. So for him to get that 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 post that acknowledgement after this All Star game, um, that that's that was exciting to see because I I think he deserves some respect the way that he's playing ball right now. I agree. Um, also, hope it never ends. Um, I don't. I, you're talking about the age. I don't want Mike Conley ever to get hurt. I don't want him to leave, which I know he just signed a two year deal, but having a point guard that you can count on day in and day out to do his job is phenomenal. And so he might be available for babysitting duties. (laughs) I got plenty plenty of family for that, Um, but no hope, hope, hope that he stays healthy um, because losing him would really, really hurt this team. Um, And then, my last hope it never ends, just the, the overall energy around the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, everybody's talking about how well they're playing right now, and how, guys that don't even watch basketball are talking yeah. about the Minnesota Timberwolves. People that I know that are hockey fans or baseball fans are talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes. I saw someone post today, you know, my ignorance is bliss, but, um, or no, he said, I, I may sound ignorant, but watching these Timberwolves, I don't know. What is a foul and what's not a foul, and how the ref officiate this game, and I'm like, all that you tells need to do me the rest of us, right? That's what I'm saying. But all that tells me is he doesn't watch basketball, right? And, and the Timberwolves have got his interest, and in that yeah. that is a really cool thing for the state of Minnesota because it's. I mean, the Timberwolves have been a laughing stock in the state for the longest. The Vikings do a little here and there. The, the Wild get good at a certain point. The Twins even get a little notice going on, and the Timberwolves have just been trashed for years. And so it's good to see them coming around. Shout-out to Chris Finch. Shout-out to, to Tim
0: Connolly. Shout-out to the new ownership of putting together something that's on the right track. Yeah. You have been tuned in to the Coach and the Culture podcast. We are over time, so we are bouncing up out of here. We're recording live from the Dream Shop over on 3701 Fremont Avenue, North Minneapolis. It is a cute and quaint little boutique. And if you are looking for a gift for someone, you got a birthday coming up, March is Women's History Month. If you're looking for something representing women empowerment, black women empowerment, uh, if you want to celebrate with a woman in your family that uh, recognizes the accomplishments and struggles that women have gone through, uh, trying to Get equal citizenry and equal status in this country, around the world, really. Come on into the Dream Shop. Check it out. Uh, This is where we record from when we are live uh, every other Sunday. So uh, check us out. Check Markella out. Come spend some money. Support black business. We'll be back next Sunday recapping the week's games. I am Coach Frank for Lance Gardner and the super producer making us look good, sound good, Lloyd Leon Coop. I'd like to say thank you for tuning in to the Coach in the Culture podcast. Peace.